This is the day that the Lord has made.
possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his heart on you and showed you, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out of the mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh king of Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. The epistle is from Romans chapter 8. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, he will not also with him graciously give us all things. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation not, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all things we are more than conquerors with him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel.
Sermon and Lord of all hopefulness on page eight. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus is in Capernaum on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee, staying at a house there, and he goes outside and walks down to the shore, and there such great crowds gather to hear him that he gets into a boat to teach them, and he teaches them the parable of the sower, and then he explains it to them. And then he teaches them the parable of the weeds, and the parable of the mustard seed, and the parable of the leaven, 
And then Jesus and the disciples go back to the house. And the disciples ask Jesus to explain the meaning of the parable of the weeds. And as we heard in the vicar's sermon last week, Jesus explains the Son of Man sows good seed. And the good seed are the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. We so, want, so often want to ask, why does God allow evil to exist? And Jesus teaches here that he will let the weeds grow for a time, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. For now the weeds are allowed to grow. But at the close of the age, the angels will gather the weeds, all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and they will be thrown into the fiery furnace. The sons of the evil one will be burned, and the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. And this separation will happen on the last day. But until then, Jesus instructs that both good seed and weeds be allowed to grow together. And it is a weedy world. You are a baptized child of God living in a world of weeds. As a follower of Jesus in a world of weeds, it can feel like you're getting choked out. Like you have to fight for the light because the weeds are growing tall and unchecked all around you. And you can get frustrated and discouraged. Living in a weedy world, there is great temptation. You're influenced by the weeds and their weedy ways. Their sin tempts you to sin. Their sin makes sin seem normal. In this weed-filled life, you can feel like you have disappeared into a world of weeds. You can start to believe there's no hope for a follower of Jesus among the weeds of the world. And Jesus knows this. Jesus knows it'll be difficult for the wheat. So after telling his disciples that the good seed and the weeds will grow together until the last day, Jesus tells two more parables. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Traditionally, these two parables are interpreted to mean that the treasure, the pearl, is salvation in Jesus. And you are the merchant who, who finds the treasure, finds the pearl. You're the one who gives up everything to attain the treasure, to possess the pearl. You give up all that you have to get salvation in Jesus. You give up everything to attain that treasure. That's how the parables have been interpreted. But let's see if this fits with the rest of the Gospel of Matthew. If we flip a few pages forward, we get to Matthew 18. We find the story of the unforgiving servant who is having himself and all that he has sold to pay his debt. This selling of Everything is shown to be a great tragedy, a great punishment. Flip forward another page to Matthew 19. We find the rich young man who believes he's done all the good deeds that he needs to do to earn eternal life. And Jesus tells him, sell all that you have and give it to the poor and then you'll have treasure in heaven. And the rich young man is unable to do this. And Jesus says it'll be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. And the disciples are concerned. Who then can be saved 
And Jesus tells them, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. If the treasure is Jesus and you are the man who must give up everything to obtain the treasure, well then, then you're lost. Because you cannot give up everything. With man, this is impossible. As hard as you try, you cannot give up all your sin. You cannot give up all your possessions. You cannot do it because... You are tainted with the sin inherited from your first parents, from Adam and Eve. If the treasure is Jesus, if the pearl is Jesus, and it's up to you to give up everything, then you're lost. But that is not the message Jesus is giving to his disciples who are struggling with being his followers in a world full of weeds. Jesus is not the treasure here. You are the treasure. You are the pearl of great price. Jesus is the man who finds the treasure and gives up everything to possess you. You. A lowly sinner hidden in a weedy fields of this world of immorality and evil. You are God's great treasure. You, the one who struggles with secret desires and actions, with hidden guilt and shame. You are the pearl of great value. You are the reason Jesus Christ gives up heavenly glory humbles himself and takes on human flesh as a helpless infant. You are the reason that Jesus lives a life of poverty as a traveling preacher. You are the reason that Jesus, God in flesh, gives himself up to be arrested and tried in the middle of the night. You are the reason that Jesus, Emmanuel, God in flesh, God with us, gives himself up to be spit on. Mocked, beaten, stripped, and flogged. You are the reason that God in flesh gives up everything, allowing himself in humiliation to be nailed to a cross at Calvary in order to redeem you from sin, from death and the devil. You are the reason Jesus rose from the grave and conquer death. You are the great treasure. Jesus gives up everything in order to have you. You are sealed as his treasured possession in your baptism in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as that was watered onto your head. You are God's great treasure. You belong to God and You can trust it because it's not anything from you. It's because Jesus gave up everything to have you. You who know the depth of your own sin and depravity. You who knows that from yourself there's no hope of being good enough. You are saved by the blood of Jesus shed for you on the cross. Into your life in the weeds comes this amazing good news. You who were lost in this sinful world have been rescued, redeemed, not from anything within yourself, but through Jesus giving up everything for you. You don't need to doubt because it's not from yourself. You are Jesus' treasure. God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? The devil loves to hang around you, accusing you of being an irredeemable sinner who might as well just go and sin more. The devil wants to be your guide, but you do not belong to the devil. You are not a seed of the evil one. 
You are good seed. You are a son of the kingdom because of what Jesus has done for you. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? The devil wants to accuse you, but his accusations are powerless. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Jesus is for you. The one who died and rose and ascended gave up everything to possess you. There is no one who can trump Jesus. There is no one who can charge you. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Now life in the world is trouble. You live among the sons of the evil one. There's so many that reject Jesus' lordship. They reject Jesus' sacrifice for them. They reject Jesus altogether. You live among the weeds of the world, but the weeds cannot separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. You live with tribulation. You live with distress. There's great persecution against Christians in this world, and it seems that it's only getting worse. There's famine in the world where there is enough food, but not in the right places. There are those who don't have adequate clothing. There's danger everywhere. There's warfare around the world with no end in sight. It can seem that everything is out of control and that there is no hope. But nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You are God's treasured possession. You are his pearl of great value. Nothing can separate you from his love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, your Lord. The weeds cannot separate you from God's love. Jesus gave up everything to have you. You are God's treasured possession. You are the pearl of great value. You belong to Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise for the Tendale.
parents today remember being on columns and former students of hands who endured the day of their logical pain. Kelly Frank's friend Dallas and Bill Francis, who's continuing cancer treatments. With Carol and friend of Cheryl Barker, recovering from open heart surgery. With Paul Jansen, a friend of Vicki Schwab's fighting cancer. With Tim Hill, Sally Martin, Robert Wall, who diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. For Phil Westfall, Chrissy Snyder's father, who has been diagnosed with cancer. Michelle and her husband Rob, friend of Carol and I, both suffering with cancer. For Dave Shula, undergoing cancer treatments. For David Keller, Matt Keller, father, that he had success, Thanksgiving for successful surgery. For Jenny Wentz, our cook here at Daniel School, who's been diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Richard Bagamon, a friend of Ruth Selmire, recovered from bypass surgery. For Holly Hill, Mary Ann Schwann's daughter, who's asking that we put positive results after um, tests after extensive therapy for cancer. For Aaron McMahon, Gary and Beth's son, who's been diagnosed with Delta Palsy. For Captain Paul, Megan Jefferson's mother fighting with stomach pneumonia. And for Brian Bowman, undergoing heart tests. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people, according to his needs. Heavenly Father, you redeem us out of, our, out of your steadfast love. Grant that the gospel will go forth unhindered, and your spirit may bring many into this fellowship of the redeemed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have revealed to us the true treasure of Christ's cross and resurrection. Grant that we may pursue your kingdom with all our hearts, souls, minds, and bodies. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you justify us for the sake of Christ. Comfort anyone troubled by the memory of past sins or visited by the temptation to believe they cannot be forgiven. Give them confidence in Christ and die for them and still intercedes for them. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you have given us various offices in our lives, grant us faithfulness in these callings, that we may see them as gifts through which we serve you and our neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, grant wisdom to Joseph, our president, Michael, our governor, and all who may administer and judge our laws, that they may seek what is best for all in accordance with your will. Glory to you. Heavenly Father, bestow your comfort upon all who are burdened by sickness and affliction, especially Danielle, Kelly, Carolyn, Paul, Tim, Phil, Michelle, Rob, Dave. David, Jenny, Richard, Holly, Aaron, Kathy, and Brian. Grant that they await healing and deliverance in the firm conviction that nothing can separate them from your love in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, it is not for the sake of our numbers or strength or birth that you preserve us, but for the sake of your faithfulness and your steadfast love. As you preserve your ancient people of Israel for the sake of your promises, keep your holy church on earth, and also preserve our city, we pray, for the sake of your name. Lead our delegates and members gathered in the convention according to your good pleasure and will, that in word and action we may love you and keep your commandments, confessing your steadfast love and faithfulness, even to a thousand generations, through Christ the crucified, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God. Now and forever. Amen. Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our duties being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Shine on 